Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Shout out time, guys. Shout out time. Guys, today we have three big shout outs. The first is to Luke. Luke from where? Mesa. Mesa, Arizona. I want to say Mesa. I know, it looks like Mesa. It's pronounced Mesa, Arizona. And Luke is nine years old and he listens to us before bed. And he can't And he's go to nine sleep. years old. Yep. And he can't go to sleep without listening to us. No. Thank you so much for listening, Luke. Who's next? <gasps> this one right here. Can you read it? Their names? Henry and Charlie. 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 Henry and Charlie in Brisbane, Australia. They listen as well as part of their bedtime routine. Their brothers, thank you. Or maybe they're a brother and a sister. I don't know. Charlie could be a girl's name, too. I'm not sure. But anyways, Henry hey, and Charlie, thank you. Boy. It could be a boy. My name, Corey, is a boy's name or a girl's name. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Anyways, guys, thank you very much in Brisbane, Australia for listening. Who is Oliver? Oliver is our last listener. Oliver left a message. He likes listening to Sleepyhead Stories as well. Thank does you he, so much, why Oliver, does it for say, listening. I don't want to be a frog at the Oh, bottom. somebody asked if we could read the book, I Don't Want to Be a Frog. I think it was Luke. I'm not sure. We're going to look into that. So thanks for the request. We'll see if we can do it. Guys, Oliver, Luke, Henry, and Charlie, thank you all for listening. I love you, Luke, and everybody. Oh, that's nice. I love Luke. So this Henry. episode, we'll tell you guys real quick, is going to be all about... Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But I thought that was yesterday when I when Well, I was you you celebrated it at school, but they're going to listen to it now and it's tomorrow actually. Wait. In America. Wait. And you guys are going to learn all about it, especially for those that don't live in America, you're going to learn all about it and it's actually an episode that we recorded I want to say 2 years ago. <laughs> was that 2 years? Shetta's voice is so cute. She sounds like a Was that 2 years old? No, you were like four years old but your voice is really cute so you guys will probably notice that I was like I love you mommy something like that (laughs) yeah you'll listen guys stay tuned and listen to Conchetta's little baby voice alright enjoy the episode love you cute baby (laughs) after we read today's book I Have a Dream by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We will be playing the original audio from the March on Washington, delivered on August 28, 1963. Please stay tuned through the end of the episode to listen to this fantastic speech. Hi, guys. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. This is the kind of story we're making that they didn't have, the people didn't have the kind of um, color of skin, but... That guy on their book, like, made everything better, like the amount of real marshmallows. Yeah, that's a, okay. Yes. So the guy on the book we are reading today 
is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And this is an excerpt from his very famous I Have a Dream speech. I'm going to tell you in a minute. So what Conchetta was referring to about the marshmallows was we did a little experiment before we read this book. And I handed out 10 marshmallows to Daddy and 10 marshmallows to our Grandma. I mean, um, And 10 marshmallows to me. And how many marshmallows did you get? Two. Two. It wasn't fair. And I was the same skin and it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. You have the same color skin as us, yes, because we're all a family. But I told you that I gave the adults 10 because we're older, and I gave you 2 because you're a kid. And what happened? How did that make you feel? Sad. Made you feel sad. It was pretty unfair, huh? And it didn't really make sense, did it? Just because you're a kid, you don't get to have as many marshmallows. Mm -mm. Well, that's how these um, many people across the world feel especially during the time of when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was alive, where they were treated unfairly because of the color of their skin. But why did people do that? Exactly. Well, the, people do things like that because they just didn't know any better. Like you didn't know any better? Well, I know better, but I was trying to do a little experiment on you with the marshmallows. So let's go ahead and get started reading I Have a Dream. Also, the illustrations in this book, guys, are beautiful. I'm going to put pictures up on our Instagram page. They're by Kadir Nelson. They're actually real paintings. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Martin Luther King Jr. 50 years ago, five zero years ago, on August 28, 1963. But, but, but yes. zero um, isn't actually a number. Well, when it comes after a number, it's a number. By itself, it's not a number. So 50 years ago, August 28, 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood before the nation and gave one of the most powerful and memorable speeches in our history. But, but, but mm -hmm. um, does he, like, um, give everybody the amount of yeah, so he was like, everybody should have the same amount of marshmallows, basically. But can he get seen or he can't? Yeah, he's seen. I can show you the video after this. We can watch him. Okay. His call for the freedom and equality of all people, no matter the color of their skin, would echo in the heart and mind of every American, both young and old, for generations to come. Okay, in this picture-only book version of Dr. King's speech in print, two-time Caldecott Honor winner Kadir Nelson has illustrated its most iconic words with magnificent paintings. Okay, and here we go. Come, come, sit a little closer so you can see. But what are um? So what's I, this? I know these are pictures because mm -hmm. they're like little dots. Yeah, they're paintings. So this is a painting, but of a real thing that really did happen. This is this book is nonfiction, so it's real life. It's not pretend. And this is a big, big building here in Washington D.C. where all these people. So all these. And that's a racetrack. Yeah, and but all. How, but how did he paint the letters? And like the tiny letters with the paint. Well, he, you know, he's, a, he's an artist, so he knows how to do it really well. And all these little dots are people standing to listen to this speech by Dr. Martin Luther King. So let's hear what the I speech know says. That. I know, I know. <sighs> this is the man here. This is, here we go. 
I say to you today, my friends, that even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. See all the people? I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. But the but the letters must be markers because they can't be paint because right the letters are typed they're not painted I know I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi a state sweltering with the heat of injustice but this is definitely painted yeah sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice but what do you how- think freedom means. Um, like a dog running out to the wild. Like a dog running in the wild, going anywhere it wants to go, right? Yes. Yeah. But it will get eaten. <laughs> oh, no. That's not I have a dream that my four little children will one day live out, live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Can and I, these are his four children. Can I count? Go ahead, count them. One. Two, three, four. Yes. really right. Yes. And then he says, I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. And this looks like when you're at your schoolie, right? And you're all playing around on the playground. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sometimes I kind of don't play with my friends so much. Sometimes you play on your own too? Me too. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will remain straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. So Look yeah, how pretty. Used, so um, these yellows used to be crooked, but now they're straight. That, now they're straight. But So basically what he's saying there in his dream is that everything gets made right. Everything that's crooked and, and hard and mountains to climb will be made flat and straight and easy for people to live. Meaning they'll have a good life. That's what he's saying. Um, but what if... About um, our grandmother picking up dog poop. Oh, don't talk about that. Hold on, let's go. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> this is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom Wait, together. Wait, did he say to go to jail yes. together? 
Yes, because... But that's not even fun! No, what he means is there was people, because it was so unfair, so there would be people that couldn't sit on a certain side of the restaurant. They had to sit somewhere else. Or they couldn't drink out of a water fountain like the water fountain you have at your schoolie. They wouldn't be allowed to touch it. And so they would be so upset. But but sometimes that happens because he, um, because, um, um... A kid was drinking too much water well, and he couldn't even drink it. Yeah, but they wouldn't even be allowed to have that water at all. And they could be very thirsty. They wouldn't be allowed to have it. And so people would be so upset that they couldn't have water or things like this that they would stand up and say, you know what, no, I'm going to drink that water out of that fountain because I'm thirsty. And then sometimes they'd be taken to jail. That's not fair, right? No. But this man helped change all that. So today, you could drink out of the water fountain all the time if you want. But some one time, this little boy named Giovanni, mm-hmm. um, he like drank too much water, so he and it, and he was wasting it, so he couldn't even drink any. So they had to tell him to stop. Yeah, but they didn't take him to jail. No, <laughs> no it sounds so silly, right? You laugh about it, right? It sounds funny, right? No, well, sometimes, you know, because we're mad at him and we want to drink water. Yeah, but nobody's going to get taken to jail. And this man helped that make that happen. But sometimes that boy, Giovanni, he also, he like, also bited um, a kid. Oh, Lucas. no. Well, that's no good. We don't bite either. We no. got to be nice to each other. That's what this speech is all about, right? And this is all kids. These are all the kids' faces. And this is what it says. But those two are the same. Mm-hmm. See, but everybody's different. See how everybody's different? Blonde hair, black hair, red hair, curly hair, straight hair. See it all? This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land where of the pilgrims pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So we should all be free, like Hannah, like the dog, running through the fields. Right? Without dog leashes. <laughs> Without dog leashes. Yes, no dog leashes. But parents will be sad. Look at this. So let freedom ring from the prestigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Look at this one. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Yeah, there's a line to blue. Mm -hmm. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. Where's California? It's not too far from here. Right here? Yeah, this one's California. But not only that, let freedom ring from the Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. And let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. Ring! (laughs) Ring! And when this happens, when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, 
Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. And see all the doves flying? Because they're free. But butterflies actually... And butterflies are free too. That's good. But butterflies actually are... Uh, butterflies actually uh, have feelings. Yeah, all animals and people have feelings. I even know when a dog has feelings. Yes, so it's only natural and right to treat everybody equal, even animals, right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody has feelings. So it's good to be kind. Yeah. You're very kind. You're very kind, and I see you on the playground. You play with everybody, a little bit with everybody. Well, sometimes I just want to play on the playground. Yeah. So I can sit on this toy. Sometimes, you, and it's good to be alone, too. So that was the I Have a Dream speech by Dr. Martin Luther King. Again, I'm going to put the pictures on our Instagram, which are beautiful, and you should check them out. And if you're feeling very inspired, parent, you parents out there that are listening or adults, after this, we are going to be listening to the, you can listen to the full audio version of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech from 1963. This, these were just some excerpts from his speech. His speech but is a bit longer than this. Like, paint himself. He didn't paint this. Kadir Nelson painted the, all these pictures. Did a good job, huh? All right, guys, so we wish you tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Many people have off from work and school. So we're going to think about him and all he did for us so that you could have 10 marshmallows instead of two, right? No, all he did for his community, the black community, the African-American community, so that people with different skin types, different races, different disabilities could all be treated the same. Correct? Correct? Speak in different languages, doesn't matter. Everybody should be treated the same. What about Mexican food? Mexican food, yes. That's mommy's favorite, you know that. And Mexican people, too. It's important, they're but treated. But it makes you go to the bathroom. It makes you go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but I still like it. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great day or night. What do you want to say? I have too much. Bye. Bye. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves 
who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. 100 years later, The Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize the shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time. 
to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summit of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until that is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. As long as our body is heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied 
As long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream 
that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is a faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day with all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning my country tears of thee sweet land of liberty of thee i sing land where my fathers died land of the pilgrim's pride from every mountainside let freedom ring and if america is to be a great nation this must become true and so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of new hampshire let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the crevaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Thanks to those listeners that have been with us from the very beginning. And thanks to you guys who are new here. We welcome you. Sleepyhead Stories would not be here without any of you guys. So again, a big thank you. Please keep those shout outs rolling in. 
You can reach us on our Instagram or Facebook page. You can send an email, sleepyheadstories at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com and send us a message. Remember, we're available on all podcast streaming platforms. Please subscribe so you're notified every time we release a new episode. And please share us with your friends. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love reading books. We love sharing them with you all. And have a great day or a great night.